You are listening to Aldrin Sampia on SAFM. It is 15 minutes before 5 o'clock. We're in conversation next with uh, Clementine Dimonjoy, who is a Burundi and Rwanda researcher at the Human Rights Watch. We look at the state of human rights in Burundi. This as international human rights groups are calling for the release of Tony German Nkina, a lawyer and one of the last people publicly associated with Burundi's once thriving human rights movement, who is still in jail today. He was arrested back in 2020 and convicted in 2021. Despite the lack of um, evidence against him, the human rights groups have called um, his trial a travesty of justice and believe that he is serving a five-year sentence in all likelihood because of his past human rights work. Clementine now joining us on the line. Clementine, good afternoon and thank you so much for making time for us. Um, So this has been a case that you guys have been trying to highlight over the past uh, couple of years now since the arrest as well. Um, But now that there is that appeal to the Supreme Court, what do you think the prospects look like? I mean, we're hopeful that that the Supreme Court will rule in his favor and that Tony will be released as soon as possible. It's now a period of, of... change in Burundi. There's been mounting pressure on his case with more and more statements coming out asking for his release. He's the last publicly like known figure associated with the human rights movement who's in jail in Burundi today. And so, you know, we're hopeful that if, if President Evariste Ndeshimye is really serious about reforms that he's promising and saying that, you know, he's going to turn a new leaf in Burundi, and encourage um, democratic reform, then, then mm. having ensuring that, that Tony is released will be a significant indicator that, that he's serious yeah. about this. Because we can't deny the instability that also existed during uh, the time of the former president of the country. We know that the African Union has tried to intervene as well. They did, yes. And, um, you know, the African Commission on Human and People's Rights sent a fact-finding mission back in 2015. Mm -hmm. The African Union was was quite active when the crisis broke out. But over the years, um, Burundi's crisis has has become largely forgotten. And and with the election of a new president, even though a lot of the abuses that we were documenting under Nkurunziza persisted, we saw the international community kind of turn its attention away. Um, you know, just uh, just this month, the the Human Rights Council voted to renew the mandate of the of the special rapporteur uh, on Burundi, and uh, the Gambia voted in favour, but many African countries abstained from the vote. Mm. Um, I think there's there's a sense that things you know things are okay because there's a new president, but actually we're, we're still documenting extrajudicial killings, cases of enforced disappearances, political repression. And as Tony's case illustrates, you know, people associated with the human rights movement yeah. are very um, restricted in what they can do and face real danger. And and what has been the response from uh, President Everest? Um, and also beca- because it so Tony's case is just but one case. Um, you can only imagine that many other people who have been incarcerated and their cases not really being highlighted. But the other part around this is that. Um, you also need that dynamic um, civil society activism that also happens in the country that coexists with other stakeholders to try and ensure that the country meets its full potential. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we've, we have seen some uh, steps taken by Ndeshimi's administration to remedy some of the the crackdown that took place under Nkurunziza. Mm. So certain NGOs 
and media that had been suspended or banned are able to operate again. But the question is, you know, what, what space are they operating in? There's, there's still a limit to what they can do and anything that can uh, affect the, the ruling party or that touches on abuses by its uh, youth league or the military or the national intelligence is very, it's very dangerous for people in Burundi to work on. Mm. Um, so there's a limit to those improvements and, and that space that has been um, resumed. Yeah. Um, I don't know, have you ever spoken to Tony um, since his uh, conviction? People in prison aren't, don't have really ways of communicating yeah. with the outside, right? So, so no visitation, right? He has, yeah, I think he sees visitors, but yeah. no, like we don't talk with human rights organizations, no. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm also trying to find out, uh, for instance, um, the state that he is in. Um, but then the o other part of it is that um, the state itself, uh, the prosecutors it's themselves, arguing that, listen, um, he was part of this organization. He aided this organization. Yeah, and it, I mean, the organization was, was suspended in... Uh, in 2015, 2016, actually, it was after the crisis. I mean, he had to stop working for them. So he was working as a lawyer mm. and he went um, to the reason he was arrested was because he went to represent a, a client to meet with a client as a lawyer. And the prosecution argued that he was collaborating with an armed group that had conducted mm. kind of activities. Is that the Red Tabara? Yeah. yeah. But then also during uh, during the trial, it became clear that they were also accusing him of having worked for this human rights organization, the, the APRODH. Yeah. Um, so there's no there's no evidence of, well, one, working for a human rights organization isn't a crime, so that shouldn't be grounds to convict him. And there was no real evidence of him working with this armed group either. It was more part of a broader crackdown that we've seen from the part of, of like security forces in response to attacks by this armed group where they conduct these kind of sweeping, wide-reaching operations, mm -hmm. um, arresting suspected opponents um, with little or, or no evidence of their involvement in the attacks. Yeah, and as far as we know or you know, um, Tony has denied these allegations. Yeah. Uh, okay. Thank you so much for your time. That is Clementine de Monjoy, who Burundi. is Burundi, Burundi and Rwanda. Burundi researcher at Human Rights Watch. So really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Thanks.